ask yourself, is there any value in carrying this into my next relationship or conversation? Would my life be better if I could just leave this at the door? Welcome back. Come on into our Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get some clarity on life. In our last episode, we talked about the roller coaster of life and how the best trick to navigate all of that is to become our own best friend, like the best friend we can possibly be to ourselves while we're on this ride of life. Things are going to happen in life. We're going to go up and down on that roller coaster. And it's a lot more fun when we have a caring, supportive internal dialogue. It can be a lot less fun when we have an internal dialogue that is beating on us, berating us, and shaming us while the ups and downs of life are happening out of our control. So today, we're going to talk about taking a metaphorical tour of leaving your baggage at the door when you enter any situation. It's a mindset shift from where we cart our mental baggage into every situation to one where we become present and take each new experience as it is. A new experience. That's what it is. Yay. (laughs) Barb, will you walk us through what we mean by baggage? Yeah, just like suitcases or the other things we drag around in our lives, the baggage that we carry can be small, medium, or large. The small ones are the little embarrassments or shame experiences that we internalize into self-talk, negative self-talk, and bring it along with us in life. We just, as we go through life, we keep putting things, dragging things and grabbing them. Before we know it, we've got a lot of small baggage following us. A large suitcase can be a large life trauma where we may have some PTSD that we're knowingly or unknowingly bringing into each new situation in our life. So there's a big spectrum of experiences that we tend to bring with us. So let's start looking at just a small experience, like being rejected as a school kid when being picked for team sports. We may not actively carry that memory with us, but often we bring that fear of rejection into every new situation where we're meeting people or getting selected for a project team at work. Oh, the school sports trauma. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand if you were ever not picked. <laughs> Both hands up. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about what a medium level suitcase would be. So this would be like adding to the load of having the small suitcase where we're afraid of being rejected. And now we're going to add a medium suitcase. So we're carrying multiple levels of emotional baggage going through our lives. And medium may not have enough, be like, oh, I I don't have enough money for something that I want to do in life. And uh, maybe you don't have enough money to go out with your friends or do what you want. And you have to sit an adventure out or a vacation. And that may have happened at some point. It may be happening right now, but it can often create shame around money. And then it can be like compounded by the fact that now you've got fear of rejection. You bring that into any new situation. And then fear and shame about not having enough money. And you may find that it just starts to shut you down in relationships 
with new friends. And those relationships can get shut down before they even get started. And that baggage can be like internal dialogue in the back of our head. Like, oh, those people are cool and I want to hang out with them. But I'm afraid I won't have enough money to keep up. And I'm afraid I'll be rejected because of it. So I'm just going to let those cool kids pass me by. Yeah, or maybe I just won't know how to dress cool enough to be cool. There's so many different versions of this that we layer on as we go through life looking for being part of a crowd or wanting to fit in. It's a natural human thing to want to fit in and be part of a community. So let's talk about a large baggage. That'd be like a major life event or a situation that occurs to us as trauma. The cool thing about trauma and the sort of interesting thing about trauma is that it can't be defined by anybody but yourself. So something that's traumatic to one person may just be a minor thing to another person. And it can depend on what's happened before and all the smaller and medium-sized baggages that we've brought with us into that experience. So let's take chronic illness, for example. When you wake up every day and have to deal with an illness, whether it's pain or fatigue or some other illness, it becomes the primary focus of your life and can create a fear that you're never going to get any better or that you're going to get worse. And this can often impact your social life and your relationships as you may not feel well enough all the time to go out. So you have to cancel plans regularly. And then there's that cycle of, do your friends think you're a flake because they don't have chronic illness and they might not understand and on and on. So this can become a mentally self-destructive or harming space of being just defeated over not being able to go out and do things and do what you want and be with people. Plus it can be hurtful to begin to question if or how you can never love yourself if you're broken. So let's add this baggage up. Mm. We got fear of rejection, fear of social failure for not having enough money or other reasons. And we're going to add to it a whopping chronic illness. And so then just going out to the cafe and grabbing a cup of coffee gets overwhelming because you become accustomed to like dragging all of this mental, emotional baggage with you. And We're not always conscious of it is the crazy part about it. But can you imagine what it would be like for someone else trying to become friends with someone who's already convinced themselves that there's no way this friendship will work for all of these reasons? Hmm. (laughs) I mean, think about what that would be like to try to bridge the gap of all of their fears and their baggage and try to bring all of that to the table. I could just imagine uh, like two people sitting around a table with just all this baggage. And we're not even talking about dating. <laughs> Sounds pretty crowded around that table. <laughs> it absolutely does. So what does that do to the person with the baggage who Niall likely has like anxiety over any one of these bags breaking open and spilling out all over the coffee table and ruining the afternoon? Or with a date just amp it up times 10. Oh, I've got all my baggage. I got myself for this date. I got myself ready. But what about all the baggage you're bringing to that date? And just one of those topics and that suitcase just burst open and just spills all over the table. And you know what? I am positive that I have both been the giver or the creator of the bag of suitcase, like popping open and spilling all over the table. And I know for a fact, I have been a receiver of the suitcase popping open and just sitting there like, 
oh, this was a lot more information. This is a lot more than I signed up for. Neither is pretty, that's for sure. <laughs> so let's just think about a, some tools that we might use to help us put down a bag or two. We don't have to put them all down at once. Maybe choose one that's not a really big one and practice putting them down before you get to your big traumas or your big bags. So start with just an awareness, becoming aware of what you're carrying around. You might think of these as triggers. So you might pick one that's a small trigger or piece of baggage and just start with that one. And with that in mind and that awareness, ask yourself, is there any value in carrying this into my next relationship or conversation? Would my life be better if I could just leave this at the door? And a simple place to practice this awareness is at work. So in a work environment, you have meetings, you have interactions, and some of them are going to go the way you expect or want, and other ones are going to go a different way. And so, for instance, if you just had a meeting or an interaction that didn't go the way you wanted or expected, and you have to quickly go into another meeting while you still have this frustration from the last meeting sitting with you at the table. So a few things you could do is take a walk around the block. Do a little physical movement. Like, a, have you ever noticed that when your dog has a little bit of trauma or shock, they'll shake themselves and then just walk off and be totally calm? So shake it off. Take a bio break. Even just that few minutes of going to the restroom and washing your hands and maybe brushing your teeth can be quite calming. Or if it's necessary, because it's taken you a little while to regain your composure and your sense of equilibrium, reschedule it until you have a chance to cool down so that you, when you walk into that next interaction, into that next meeting, you're walking in with a clean slate and that interaction can take place on neutral terms and you have that neutrality in that interaction as opposed to that bag that you are dragging from the previous one. Barb, it brings to mind images of uh, memories, not Im well, images and memories of um, especially when I worked in tech and you've got all these different types of teams and you're trying to come together and they all speak a different language and relate to the world from, you know, DevOps to your creative, to your business. You just, they, they've mm. all have different things. And I have been in so many meetings where it was like they each had their baggage and they were just beating each other up with it. <laughs> it was like, oh, and, and my job of course was to come in and to like bring it all down a few notches and get us get the machine running again in the right direction. And it was like, well, first, can we stop hitting each other over the head with our baggage? Let's, right. We can we stop there? saying whose fault it is that we missed that milestone? Because yeah. guess what? We're a team. That's right. And We're here. it's really important for team dynamics for people to be able to do that. So that's actually one of the blessings of working in an environment like that, where you have to deal with people that have different backgrounds and different sets of baggage, because you get lots of opportunity to practice setting them down. And that is exactly the game. You just got to practice until it becomes habit. So let's talk about some other tools. Another way to practice setting down your baggage would be to just pause. Like the moment you realize, oh, I'm triggered or, oh, I'm reacting out of this old way of being, just pause, take a deep breath. And really identify that core feeling you're feeling. 
Look beyond the frustration, for example, and see if you're actually feeling unhappy because they rejected your idea, which brought you back to being that little kid on the playground not picked for the team. Or is it just the fact that they wanted to go with another project and it's really that simple or another idea? Uh, If you're finding that you're in the present moment and feeling feelings from when you're much younger, that's a good indicator that you're not living in the present moment. The first step is always to identify what the feeling is and then what was the first time you felt this way? You may find yourself feeling like a 10-year-old again. And that's cool. Just like accept it. Be like, oh, look at that. Accept it and forgive yourself or forgive others for that time so that you can heal and let it go. Awareness is 98% of the game here. Just by identifying the root cause of your feelings, it can allow you to give yourself permission to let it go. And when you do, take a few more deep breaths and allow yourself to let go of the rejection baggage. I mean, just put that thing down and realize that in the present moment, you're not being rejected from other school kids. It's just that at work, they wanted to go with another idea. It's really not that big of a deal. Give yourself the gift of being in the present moment by continuing to practice. The more you practice, the more you'll be able to put the baggage down quickly and let it go. And after you get good at that, you can move on to the next piece of baggage that you're ready to stop carrying around with you. Eventually, you'll truly learn how to leave your baggage at the door and stop bringing it in with you. Thank you for joining us today in the Clarity Cafe. As always, take the helpful nuggets that work for you and leave what doesn't. And when something does help, share it with the people you love. Do you have some baggage that you're ready to let go of? We want to hear about it. Hop on social or go to our site and let us know what baggage you're ready to let go of and how it's helped you once you put it down. On our next episode, we will be exploring how to give yourself the gift of acceptance. Through acceptance, we learn how to allow things to be as they truly are their true nature, which in turn allows us to also accept ourselves to be our true nature. So until next time, keep dropping your baggage off at the door and be well. Be well.